Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer with Vortis Sound Studios. Well, good day to you. I hope you're doing well, wherever in the world you are, whatever's happening with the world situation, whether you can go to gigs, whether you can see people or not, I hope you're doing well. If it makes you feel better, I'm in lockdown still. Nothing's changed here. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I've not seen anyone bar my wife in a very long time. So that's that's a thing. That's the thing you needed to know. Anyway, on with the, the actual um, content of the, the episode. So I was talking to people in the uh, Music Survival Guide community, go join it if you want, on Facebook, about things that they're struggling with and things that they're trying to work out at the moment. And something that came up was about giving good mixing feedback and how to do that and an effective way to do that when you're working with a producer or a mixing engineer such as myself. And as a as a mixing engineer, I realised really quite a long time ago that revisions are the most important part of the mixing process. And for bands, they can be the most stressful part of the mixing process. It should be the point in time when the mixing engineer goes, here is my first mix of your song or your album, your EP or, you know, whatever's finished in that moment. Share your thoughts. <laughs> Do you like it or don't you? That is basically where, where it starts. And it's about refining the song and making sure that sure the band uh, are happy with it and they like what's going on. It's very easy for it to descend into a, I'd like my instrument louder in the mix, please, even when it, it doesn't necessarily serve the song, which can be a difficult thing to work your head around. But I've got a simple and effective process here for how to go through revisions and how to make the most of them. Because the thing you don't want to do is be timid. I think a good mixing engineer is someone who will take your feedback and they won't take it to heart. The thing I always say to people is if I'm mixing your song, it's your song and not mine. You're, as brutal as it sounds, you're the people who have to live with it because it's your music. I don't mean that to sound harsh in any way, but you don't want to be disappointed with the end product, basically. And the mixing engineer's thought process at this point is I've done my mix. I've done my first pass of what I think it should sound like. What do you think it should sound like? And for me, 97% of the time, I'm giving a very specific number, the feedback I'm given is great and it's good and it helps. Very, very occasionally do I push back and suggest it might, the reasons why what they've suggested might not work, but never be afraid to ask. I think that's actually something I really want to stress. It's not in my little plan I've got here. Never be afraid to ask for a change. Now, how to do it. It's a very potentially stressful process where you've got all your band members, all of whom want to have a say, but it can be very simple. It can be very simple. So step one is to nominate a single person in the band who's your go-to person between the band and the discussions there and your mixing engineer slash producer. It's not that they want to not talk to anyone else in the band. It just... It just saves clarity it creates clarity about what the band are asking for because it can be a nightmare situation where as a mixing engineer you've got five members of the band all of whom are asking you for changes which are probably contradicting other band members so it's really 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 important to make sure you have a single person who is there to share ideas and share their revisions with the engineer that you're working with 
do not go behind their back with secret revisions. That is the path to banned arguments in the end. You don't want to do that. You just you just don't want to do that. It's going to create more stress than you need. And it's going to put your mixing engineer or your producer in a really awkward position. So don't do that. So once you've done that, you can do that obviously whilst the engineer is working away on your song before you get it back. How do you listen to a song? How do you evaluate what is good about it and what you don't like about it? So if it was me, I would sit there with a pen and paper at the ready, ready to write down whatever thoughts come into my head. And I think it's really important to listen on a system that you're comfortable listening to music on, something that you're used to listening to music on. And I say a system because that can be anything from listening on your stereo at home and your super fancy listening system to listening on your phone through the speaker out of the phone. However you normally listen to music, I would suggest that is the best way to at least start to listen and evaluate what you do and don't like. Because different systems sound and work differently. I mean, to give a very stark example, if you had a very nice set of headphones the same song sounds very different to blaring out of the laptop speaker or the phone speaker, things like that. It just sounds different. So each every speaker set has its own sound that it imparts. It's really important that you know what it sounds like. You know what good music sounds like on that system. And I would suggest you need to listen on several systems. I think three to five is the best way. And it may be that there's some that you're you're not so used to listening to music on and there's others that you're very used to listening to music on. It will help you round out your ideas as you as you think of them, because it may be it might just be possible that what you're hearing is a quirk of your speakers or your earphones or your headphones, whatever you want, whatever you're using, rather than something that's wrong with the mix. That's really important. So, yeah, make notes as you listen to things. But I would say once you've made your notes, do 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 that as soon as you start listening to the song. If you hear things, it's your gut reaction that can be the best tell of what needs to change. Write them down. But as you listen back on different systems and you listen back several times, confirm it's something that you think needs to happen. It may be something that just at first you weren't quite expecting it to sound that way, whatever that means. And it kind of took you by surprise, so you wrote it down. But later you think, actually, no, that's not that's not a problem. That's not something I, I mind, or it sounds good, or, you know, whatever it is. I'd also suggest listening both loudly and quietly to the song. So sound sounds different, <laughs> the louder and quieter it is. It sounds obvious, but it's true. There's something called the Fletcher-Munson curve, which is too technical for me to mention now other than a brief mention if you're an internet nerd like me go google it go type in Fletcher Munson curve I might even leave a link in the show notes if I'm feeling generous and you can find out for yourself what, what that is and what it means but basically if you listen to a mix at a whisper quiet volume and you also listen to it ragingly loud it will just sound different and it's a really helpful way of telling Again, if your problems that you're noticing are actually problems or if they're a quirk of the way you're listening to it. So once you've individually listened and you've individually worked out what you do like, what you don't like, then come together as a band and have a meeting to gather your thoughts. Now, this obviously can be in happier times down at the pub or in your rehearsal room or whenever it is. But in current times, it's more likely to be over Zoom, let's face facts, and you can discuss your thoughts. 
I would again say, don't be afraid to share something. Don't be afraid to say something doesn't sound good to your bandmates. Don't worry about that. Be honest and be open because if you miss that opportunity, you're going to miss out forever, basically. You're going to stuck, be stuck with a mix where you're always going to have in the back of your head, I, I never quite like that, which is no good. So don't be afraid to speak up. It needs to be a place where you collectively agree, collectively agree what needs to be changed so that you can give your mixing engineer a clear set of thoughts, a clear direction for what needs to be changed, for what needs to be done. don't know why I couldn't say that properly. What needs to be changed, what needs to be done. And you need to agree them. You need to agree them. You need to have band agreement on this. Bands can very easily go so awry, as I say, by just not agreeing on things, sharing different ideas, secret revision notes that come through from another band member. That's no good. Don't do that. If you're really struggling to do this, then here is a very controversial suggestion about how to gather good feedback from the band that is helpful and constructive. Here it is. So as a band member, say I'm the bassist of the band, because I, I do play bass, so I'm the bassist of the band, I'm allowed to comment and share ideas on every part of the song except for the bass guitar. And vice versa, for example, if I was the lead singer of the band, I can share my thoughts and comments on every single part of the song apart from the lead vocals. Why, Why do that? Well, it, it just navigates around the problem that can happen where... As a band member, you just want your part to be heard. You put time, you put effort in to recording that, to writing that part, to honing it, to playing it well. You want it to be heard. And that makes sense. But it's got to work in the context of the song. It's got to work in a unit together to propel the song forward. And sometimes that means that certain parts of the song are featured and sometimes they're pulled back. And it's really important to remember that when you're coming up with your notes. So that could be a really helpful way of gathering and sharing feedback with the band. Just a simple way to make sure that you're not falling into that basic trap. After the break, I'm going to talk about what makes a good mix note and what to listen for. So see you in a minute. Hello and welcome back. So we've covered nominating a single person in the band share revisions, how to listen and having a band meeting to gather your thoughts together. Great. You need to share your mix notes with the engineer or the producer. How? Well, usually nowadays, email is the obvious route. I use a system called FilePass, which allows you to very, it's very clever, it's very simple, allows you to make notes on the actual song file itself. So you can time stamp comments and you can leave general comments. Very simple system to use. But otherwise, if your mix engineer is working with email, you're going to have to email them. So your notes need to be clear and concise really to the point really obvious what you want to happen not some really flowery paragraph about how this particular guitar part reminds you of your auntie none of that just be really clear and to the point with what you're looking for i'd say include timestamps in that as well super important if you just say the lead guitar in chorus one it, it that may be obvious but it's so much quicker to go the lead guitar part that's from 302 to 325, I don't know, whatever whatever it is in your song. 
that is really clear and it's going to make it really simple and really quick for the mix engineer to come around with another mix. And your instructions need to be specific. So if you want the volume of the kick drum to go up at this particular point of the song or in general, just say that. If you think there is not enough reverb on the vocals, it's not ambient enough, say that. Just be really clear. Now, having said that, I think part of the skill of a mix engineer or a producer is interpreting what the band says. So I have spent time interpreting a band saying so that a song doesn't sound warm enough. And that's a really cliche comment about a mix that it's not it's not warm enough for me. And what does that mean? What does that practically mean when it comes to things like EQ and compression and volume and things like that? Now, that is up for interpretation and I think that is where a good mixing engineer really excels. They can interpret more um, artistic language into something quite technical. So there you go. I'd say if you can be very specific and clear and concise but if you can't quite grab the word, if it's not quite there, just write what you want to write and let the mixing engineer interpret. And again, the next um, mix of the song, if it's not sounding quite right, then you have another attempt to say what you want to say. If it's not quite there, say what you're trying to go for. Finally, if you're not sure what to listen for, say you're a brand new band and this is the first time you've hired a mixing engineer and you listen to the song go, well, it, it sounds good, but I, I don't I don't know what I'm meant to be listening for to make notes on. Here's some questions to ask yourself when you're listening to the song. Can I hear the vocals all the way through the song? Is the mix too bright or is it too dark? Are the kick and bass working together properly? Are they really kind of jiving, jiving, wow, what a word, jiving the song on properly? Is the bass guitar loud enough, especially if you're listening on a, a laptop or a phone? What do I love about this song, or this mix? What do I hate about this mix and want to be improved? Is it punchy enough? Is it, has it got enough ambience or is it really dry? Things like that. I think that's a great framework to approach and you can start to work out what it is about the song you like and what it is about the song you want to be improved. I would honestly say if you have positive things to say about the mix, like you're, you're like, it sounds great then say it. I think mixing engineers can often be quite nervous when sending out a mix because it's very unclear at that point, at that very specific point, whether the band are going to love it or whether the band are going to go, this is all wrong and you've totally mis misjudged what we're looking for. And it's one of those moments where as a mixing engineer, it can be quite, you can feel quite, I'm going to use the word delicate, that's not really what I mean, but you can feel quite unsure of yourself. So but if you've got some positive things to say, please do say them. It can make the world of difference in that moment. So I hope you found my random thoughts and ideas helpful. That is it for another episode of the Music Survival Guide this week. If you enjoyed it, then please do leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast. I really appreciate every single one of them and it allows more people to see what I'm doing, to discover it here and to join us on the podcast. Please do also share it with any friends or bandmates you thought was useful. If you're about to enter the phase of doing some revisions and you're not quite sure what to do and you're, doing, you're kind of working this out with your bandmates, maybe share this episode with them and you can work out the framework, the way that you're going to approach this. I also really appreciate all of you who listen. Really, I do. Genuinely, every one of you. So if you're interested, there's a community on Facebook called the Music Survival Guide Community. Please do hop over there, 
hop on like a rabbit. I don't know why I said that. Uh, for chats about music and band life with other musicians and industry people. And I will see you next time. Ciao for now.